Hi, I'm McCoy Jumpy, and this is the Circle IG Live Sessions Lockdown Special Extravaganza. Why are all your titles like that? <laughs> In that game show, movie, game thing, TV quiz thing. Because <laughs> I'm always trying to make sure people get the point. I so lengthy title. Yo, Leon. Hi. How you doing? You good? I'm good. Can you introduce yourself, please? Oh, sorry, my bad. Uh, hi, guys. Leon Main, your favourite local carpenter, you know? <laughs> and I'm your favourite plagiarist, That's, <laughs> as, as described by Leon. Um, yes, yeah, so why are we here, Leon? What are we doing? Why are we here? So last year, we recorded a group of lockdown uh, episodes with some incredible talent. And we thought we'd bring that series to you guys on the podcast. This was done over IG, so the format's a little bit different. Namely that I'm not there. Tears. I know you guys miss me, but don't worry, I'll be back in like, what, six more episodes? You guys can hold out just about, just about. Um, And yeah, every week we've been speaking to some incredible guests. Who is our guest this week? The wonderful, phenomenal, BAFTA award winning, stunning, talented actress. And I think she's going to be a writer and producer as they do. Um, Naomi Aki. Babes, she's wonderful, had a great chat with her, um, gave us much joke. And yeah, man, we spoke to Naomi Aki. Girl, how are you doing? <laughs> Listen, I, I put on makeup for the first time today. Are you kidding? Well, to be it's fair, why am, I saying, why am I saying, am I kidding? I'm literally putting on makeup today as well. I look tired. Oh, girl, when I saw my face on the, on, the, on the phone camera, I was just like, oh no, I can't. It, I know it's like natural and stuff, but I was just like, Let, let's just give a glow. Let's just give a little sign. But what people fail to realise is natural look is not exactly entirely natural. No, natural. Hey guys, that's the truth. No, yeah. <laughs> I'd be scaring a lot of people right now if they saw <laughs> I <laughs> cannot believe that. I will not, re- I refuse to believe that. So how are you doing, girl? You know what? It's, it's definitely like um, ups and downs, trial and error. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, there's good days and there's bad days. But all in all, I'm doing good. I'm making good discoveries. I'm making stuff. Uh, what making yeah. stuff? What are you making? Well, I'm I'm actually writing my first pilot. Well, I've written oh, wow. my first pilot, yeah. And I'm, like, just in the process of getting it into its next draft and stuff like that with some really cool people. So, yeah. Are you going to be annoying and say you can't talk about it? I have Hi, to Steph. be a little... Because I've signed a contract and stuff, I have to be a little bit annoying. But it's, I will say it's got a black female lead, OVS, and we're stepping into some untread territory... Um, I'm probably tired. Is that untread territory for black lead, female lead, or is it the genre? I think it's genre. Oh gosh, okay. it's bad. Like it's a, it's 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 just a really cool uh, concept that kind of popped into my head, and I feel like it's something that we haven't seen uh, okay. a black female explore yet. So I think like I'm. I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling good about mm, it. I really yeah. want, okay, I'm, I'm not going to get into the contract because I, I can't give you any contract. It's going to let you go anywhere. So I need to... I'll keep them. I'll keep them. So I'm just going to break down how this is going to work. So I'm just going to just get into your life now. And then we're going to have our quiz time. You've got to be Damson Idris. You have to be Damson Idris if you play my arch nemesis. Yeah, please, beat him. Then we're going to do questions from the audience. The last thing we're going to do is the process, which is a great thing that Leon and I created. And guys who are watching and listening and commenting, do you know that Naomi, what makes her so freaking special is that she's a Scorpio? No, I'm not. 
You know what's so funny is that Wikipedia got my birthday wrong. <laughs> I'm so you know, I, do you know, look, can I just say something? I now actually <laughs> want to end the whole live. Because you know I was going to do a whole bit about, I'm a Scorpio, she's a Scorpio, oh, we're best Scorpio, friends. I'm a we're... Scorpio. Girl, I'm sorry, I'm a Leo. I am a, yeah. Hold no, on, but let's we're go still to... best friends, girl. We've got this. No, we're still best friends. My mum's a Leo, so, and we get on, so, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, all right, cool. I'm going to have to call out Wikipedia for messing up my facts. I was so confident. This I'm is so, so upsetting. I'm so sorry. You know what's so funny? Like, it hit, like, I don't know what date they've put, but, like, on that date, I'll get, like, their happy birthdays, and I'm like, yo, my birthday's, like, in August. Like It literally <laughs> says... Born 2nd of November, I mean, it's out there, 1992. You don't have to give yeah. it the year if that's not the real year. That's not even the real year either. <laughs> I am a little bit older than that, but we won't tell anybody. <laughs> okay, let's go through your Wikipedia and correct it then. So were you, is it true you were born in Walthamstow, London? Yes. Do you, are you a very typical Walthamstonian? Uh, I don't know what a typical Walthamstonian is, but I did see Walthamstow change a lot. Because when Over we the moved time. there, it was like rough, nothing to do, and now there's like yummy mummies everywhere, and there's nice oh. restaurants. And it's so uh, Walthamstow yeah. is East London, right? East London. So okay, are you a typical East Londoner? Yeah. I don't know what you know. So okay, 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 okay. So yeah. your did your dad work for Transport for London? Yeah. Yeah, Does yeah. he still wear for transport for London? No, he's retired now. My dad's retired. Oh. Yeah. So they didn't call him back. You know, with the TFL nonsense, they didn't try to call him back to work. No, because he actually worked in uh, the offices as a trainer for the oh, okay, cool. and stuff like that. But now he's like on his next thing. He's starting his new business. Um, oh, and like, listen, my dad don't stop. He's like doing um, kind of holistic medicine. Okay. Like yeah, yeah. So like, I get basically free life coaching, which I always need um all the time you're from grenada yes are you a typical grenadian yes <laughs> and what does that mean i just feel like what's a typical grenadian okay you know what the typical west indian thing is to do is to like call things a thing by its sound so my family for instance came up with this thing you know when a man has a receding hairline we, oh. call, it a, we call it a fuops because <laughs> Because the hair's literally going to... <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so for all the men who might be watching, but he's a fuse. Um, yeah, man, oh, it's loud. Family yeah. loud, talk through movies. I feel like that's a West Indian thing. Nice food, can always cook up a good food. Vibes are always yeah. nice until it's not. Yeah, man, I feel, I feel like I'm... But I've never been to Grenada, though. Uh, I know. Naomi, how come? Because when I was younger, my parents always went for funerals and stuff, and I was too young okay, to go. I get you. And then now I'm older, I just didn't have the money, and then when I had the money, I didn't have the time. So oh. I'm actually going to plan, once obviously all this calms down, I'm going to do it because I actually really want to write a piece about um, West Indian women because I feel mm. like that's like there's some really cool stories that can be told. I've started reading some books on it and trying to piece something together. So the pilot that you're writing is set in Grenada. Mm -mm, no. Okay, damn. Set in London. I just that tried. Was in London, yeah. Okay, yeah. trying to get some stuff out of there. <laughs> but yeah, no, this, it's very important to go back home. I think as black yeah, people. Yeah, it's a, it's a big thing. It actually, like, when I think about how I attach to identity and stuff, you know, at the moment, it's definitely more of a I attach to being a Londoner more than I attach mm. to being from an island, and I think that's really important in my idea of identity, and you know. It, it would be nice to feel patriotic, and I certainly 
don't feel very patriotic about the country that I was born in. I hear you. You know? Yeah. Put it out there. We, we get that. Okay, I hear that. Yeah. I think, it, and it is that sense of displacement when you just, you need to have touched ground where, from where you're from. It just helps right. us as black folks or people yeah. that are from another, have another heritage. It just yeah. helps focus on who, centralise who you are. Absolutely. It's like, it feels like a spiritual thing, like an alignment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think um, for a while I took that for granted, but as I get older, I feel like that's actually an important thing for me to uh, look at. Okay, so let's back to the So that's, that's, into um, holistic stuff. So does that mean yeah. you're spiritual and holistic and you're natural and you only eat herbs and stuff? Oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm somewhere in between. Um, mm. I definitely like feel like I'm making strides in my um, holistic practices. I feel like that's mm. actually one of the things that's like my grounding point in this time. Like, so I'm doing yeah. way more tarot than I've ever done before. I'm meditating oh, wow. every day. Yeah, so like things that I've always wanted to really put in place that now I kind of feel the pressure to put in place because I don't know how I would really manage without those things as like some sort of guidance you know so you know because black people are quite spiritual and we either lean towards organized religion and or it is holistic Mm. and more spiritual side Mm. of things Mm. was there was there any conflict growing up were you ever was your family ever religious like from the typical traditional religions yeah and how did that break Breakaway, how did that change? So my my dad and my mum were both brought up in the same church, um, Seven Day Adventist in like Hampstead okay. area. And it came to a point, I, for some reason, they left. And that's when my dad and my mum went into more like Eastern practices. So okay. they started to look at meditation and like different forms of like yoga and stuff like that. And so then our household just naturally kind of swayed it into that. Um, my dad's been doing tarot for as long as I can remember. Um, and it's like, I, I like, I'm aware that it kind of can look like a juju thing or something that yeah. is a bit more like, um, telling the future and stuff. And actually it's far more spiritual than that. And it feels like mm. something that you can look at as like a, you can look at the images as like archetypes. It's, it's actually like super helpful is helping me to ground my process in different aspects of my life and put it down oh. on paper. And how, where did, when, in times of, I suppose it's not always times of stress, but when do you yeah. lean on this or lean on these teachings and learnings? Uh, Which, what kind of times do you lean on those things? I think in times when I have to make decisions um, sure. about something. Um, and in times when there's a conflict, there's an inner conflict, um, yeah. especially. So right now, I think for, for anyone who's like a freelance worker out here, you work so hard. And, yeah. you know, for, so at the beginning of this year, I had like two projects that I was going to be doing. And I was like, wow, look, Nay's on a roll. Like, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then suddenly it's all gone. And, and yeah. you're left with you. And what does it actually mean when you're left with you? So I have to now do the things that I was putting off, which is get to know and be okay with just being me without the acting right now mm. without anything to like do um and that's challenging I'm, I'm realizing that's really hard for me to separate my identity of my acting and what I do in that realm to who I am they're two se- separate things but it's quite hard to but 
It's because I think, especially in our line of work, we well, anyone's line of work, you introduce mm. yourself with a career, like, this is my name, this is what I do. Yeah. And then that's yeah. become, this is my name, this is what I do. But actually, mm-hmm. the same thing, I literally said the same thing. Who am I when all the jobs and all the workers stop? Who am I? And I've got the British flag is here, I'm a queer here. Like, yeah. who am I? What do I do? So it's yeah. interesting that, that's, that yeah. you actually went through the same thing. And that's yeah. recognising. And it, and, and it feels like um, a challenge to like, oh, do I like me? Yeah. Do I actually yeah. like me? And, and do I, if I don't, or if there's aspects that I don't like, what can I do right now to try and access a better version of myself? Which is hard work, mate. I'm not going to lie to you, girl. Every other day, if not every single day, a little tear is dropping from my eye. I hear you. You know, it's funny because like, I feel like the kind of achieving stuff... Mm. Even all last year when the Star Wars happened and ended the effing world and all of this big stuff, actually, could I say it made me feel fulfilled? Not really. Mm, mm, and that mm. was a big thing for me. I'm going, oh my gosh. That's like, not it. That's not it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was proud of those things. I was so happy to be there, but like, wow. Yeah. I think I think that's the expectation, I suppose, when you because something as big as Star Wars, which first can you tell us how that came about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Because you played Janna. Played Janna. So so as an actor you go through something called pilot season and yeah, yeah, yeah. bare, bare auditions. All of them, like chopper block, four of them. Did you fly out? Sorry, did you fly out no, to no, LA no, and I do was, that thing or did it come I here? was here and I was self taping all the time. And yeah. then this one came in untitled Disney project. And my, my agents were just like, oh, by the way, we think it's Star Wars. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Because at that point, I was so <laughs> tired. I was working yeah. at uh, my hustle job as, like, a barmaid. I was like, I, like, can't do all of these things at the same time. And if it's Disney, yeah. they're going to, oh, they want me to, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then lo and behold, like, three weeks later, I was like, oh, I'm in Star Wars. It's <laughs> for real. Yeah, well, yeah. only three weeks. So you, what, you sent I your tape and that was so, it? So, no, I sent the tape and then there was a, a long, there was about a month, maybe even two, of nothing. So then I thought, oh, it's not a thing. And then I got a recall, like, from then on three weeks and it was like, okay, you're in. Did you know your character from the um, the script that you auditioned? So you no. just, it was a generic kind of thing. What generic, did you have to do in your self-tape? Like, pretend scripts all the time. Oh, my God. Um, even when it was, like, my Ken Reed with John, like, pretend. It was only about two weeks into pre-production that I sat down with JJ at Pinewood and he told me the story of my character and I was like, wow, ah, okay, cool. Now I know what I'm doing. And then it was about a month after that that I read the script. You see when John lost his script, did you call him and say, (laughs) And I didn't know who that was as well. And I... The thing is, like, John plays it so cool. Like, he was just like, yeah, man, but what are they going to do? And it's like, true, they can't fire you. But, like, I don't feel like that's a good, like, tick by your name. Yeah. If I yeah. Had, I was, I didn't even tell anybody I was in it oh, wow. until it came out. My, the only person who knew was my dad and my sister, like, a week before it came out. I was oh, wow. afraid the whole time time to say anything yeah i need disney to hire me again like i want to i want to stay in their good books and they're like formidable man for those of you who don't know john boyega 
left his script in a hotel room by mistake oh, yeah. um, for the latest Star Wars and a cleaner picked it up and was about yeah. to sell it but then they found it and they bought it back off them yeah. I don't think they really realised the, the levels of the script that they had in their possessions, in their possessions. Listen, I would have been mortgaging my house on that script man I, and they only sold it I think they were trying to sell it for something like 60 quid no. the way my heart would have been out of my chest I don't think I would have been able to handle it mm. okay so tell everybody about your character in a nutshell I guess, you know what the film's out, so I can, I'm still asking permission whether I can tell the story, innit? No, if anyone hasn't seen it, come on now. It was out last if year, come on, come on. If you haven't seen it, I'm so sorry, but, I mean... Uh, <laughs> but um, basically, you find out that she was an ex-stormtrooper, just like mm. um, Finn, and they fight together, and then at the end, there's this whole question of, like, who is she to Who is Lando? she? Who is she to Lando? Yes. Um, and that, that's where her story ends. I don't believe you though. I believe this is my prediction. I think there needs to be anyway. There's going to be a whole venture into the black tribes of Star Wars. Listen, I feel like. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, and I feel like you're Lando's niece or granddaughter or Mm. something, Mm. and you and Finn. Because you and Finn had a kind of chemistry in the, uh, in the listen, film. And we were trying to push And there was a vibe. We were trying to push yeah. it. Like, there was moments we'd be like, JJ, can we just try something out? Because we were just like, what would it be with, like, a black-on-black love in a Star Wars? Like, imagine. Imagine listen. that for a second. Like, the loving of the melanins coming together. Exactly. What would that be? Exactly. So me and John were trying to push it. But, you know, a, there was a story beforehand about how Finn fell about rape. So I tried to, like, finagle my way in. But, you know, it's only so much so, you can do. Obviously, that was a wrap-up story. So, yeah. I know you can't say no. I don't even know why I'm going to ask these questions. <laughs> Do you know if yeah. there's any more? Mm. Of, of, I don't know. I just, Will we I see more of Jana? Will we see more of Jana anywhere? Only, I don't know. I hope so. Okay. That's all I, I like, I promise you. I don't As know. your best friend, and As we're talking in confidence, girl, in a private room eye. with no one watching. Watch my eye. No one's listening. It's just me and you. I feel like <laughs> yeah. you could tell me you if there's what? a show. You know what? I feel like if, if there was like, it felt like when the film came out, and it was really lovely to see like people being like, oh, we want to see more of Jana, and that felt great. Yeah. It, it, you know, you get a taster of Jana, but there's so much more that we could see that I feel like could beef out her character and tell more of her story. So I feel like it's just down to people. If like if if the need is there, if the want is there, then yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe Disney will listen. But and another thing I wanted to say, because you, you made a point to have like your hair was natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was that a discussion? Big in discussion. the before big discussion. Really. I mean like we still found like a middle ground. Like there were I, I look back on that now and I actually wish I had gone with tighter curls, actually. So we, we had tried loads of wigs. Some of them were, I called one a Moana, like it would come like I was like <laughs> trying to make me look like Polynesian or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely like discussions, I guess, that like, I remember at one point it being like, oh, you know, it could be kind of like, you know, you're racially ambiguous. And I was like... <laughs> so you actually I, said those words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I am a black woman. My dad is black. My mum is black. Now, granted, I'm fair-skinned, but I'm black. Yeah, and I don't yeah. want... I never do want to kind of mix those two things together. Like, it's, it's important that we have that. Um, I feel like I... And that's why I feel like I could have gone further with the hair, to be honest, and, and done something that's more natural to my hair. Um, but at the time, you know, there's... I think, if I'm being really honest, I still felt the, the kind of pressure to... I was going to say, because... 
You're in a space, so that's a big, I mean, that's your biggest, that's your biggest feature project yet, right? Yeah, in your career. Yes, yeah. So the fact that you even had the strength to speak up, I know a lot of creatives and especially young, new, well, I won't say young and new because you've yeah, done work yeah. before, but yeah. in that space, I don't even, even me being as confident as I am, I don't know if I'd have the confidence. I'd be like, yes, I'll put the Naomi in. Just let me help me. <laughs> just let me. Just I will put me. on the wig. I'll do the yeah. contouring so my nose looks straight. I'll do everything. Yeah. So I don't know if I would have the confidence. So I yeah. think that, you know, that's but, amazing. Yeah, it's good. But like, definitely, yeah, I look back on that now and I'm like, okay, next time. Next time. Yeah. I, I, you know, that's, that's where the kind of little confidence has to boost a bit because what I just really felt Star Wars had started to do is for me anyway is like i had always looked at star wars and things like marvel and dc and stuff as things that were mm. kind of unattainable and not something i necessarily fit into or people who look like me fit into um and now it kind of gave me like the buzz to be like no i want to do this more and i want to push yeah. it more i really want to yeah. like you know there there's so much proof that like our visibility works and that people want to see it and and we yes. need to see it. And it's, yeah. I think there's pressure. Obviously, there's pressure. Is there pressure being a black woman in this space, trying to represent for everybody? Because at the same time, you're allowed to wear your hair how you want. And if you did fancy having yeah. a Moana wig, it shouldn't yeah. come with the pressures. If that wasn't you and you are someone that's into straight wigs and straight hair. Yeah, that doesn't take away from... Yeah. No, I, I get... What is it... Is there a pressure? <laughs> yes and no. I feel like sometimes the pressure is something I put on myself because sure. I know how I felt being a child and watching the lack of representation. I also know that even now, especially in this lockdown, and people in the, who are watching this, please comment on this. How many times on Netflix and Amazon and stuff like that do you watch all these shows and watch all of these white people experiencing things and barely see yourself? I, I mean, so it's many like, things. I, I can go, I can scroll, scroll, scroll and just be like, look at all these white people experiencing things. And I, I can't, I can barely see sometimes people who look like us experiencing with the same amount of depth and, um, yeah. and variety people who look like us experiencing those, mm. those same things. And that's, you know, at the very core, I can be angry about that. I can, you know, try and <clears throat> be uh, noble about my, my mission and all of that. But it's just hurtful. It's just yeah. hurtful because yeah. we exist. And we have yeah. a right. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. And then speaking on that, representation, visibility in spaces mm. that we're not usually frequenting, mm. you've got, you were in um, Lady Macbeth. And yes. played Anna. Can you tell everybody about a little bit about Lady Macbeth and your character? Yeah, so Lady Macbeth was my first film. Uh, Lady Macbeth is about a young girl who marries into a really horrible relationship. And Anna is her maid who, I mean, at the beginning, you, you feel like you're very much on her side, the main girl's side. Catherine, but as as you go in, you start to see the discre discrepancies of power, uh, and it yeah, becomes a disturbing a thing. She loses her mind. It was um, a very interesting film to watch the feedback on. The performances were sensational. Everyone did such a good job. Mm. The problem I found with the British audience, or at least the ones who I was talking to, were kind of like, this is such a feminist film and this is um, so much about, you know, a woman finding her power and kind of overlooking 
a misuse of power. And for me, yeah. the film was very much about um, white feminism and the dangers of white feminism, that actually mm-hmm. um, the power structures are just as skewed as a patriarchal system, as a white supremacist system. I thought that was clear as day. And so I was quite shocked sometimes <laughs> when, like, when, like, interviews would be like, yeah, you guys could have been friends, you know, and then it all just went wrong. And it was like, wake up, people, like... Yeah, it's not sex <laughs> in the city. It's not <laughs> sex in the city, no. Like, the first few scenes are literally Anna giving service to her in every shape and form. There is no friendship yeah. there, never would be. Um so, I, I, you know, for a first film, it was very enlightening. Like, it was a beautiful thing to, to have as a first project, but it was also very interesting to see at least the talkative audience and their response to it, what it was like, what 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 the perception is. Of, yeah, of I mean, I think... Because I got that power struggle immediately, and I think mm. maybe being a black woman in this space and knowing that actually white feminism can be quite toxic as well, if not yeah. channeled properly. Yes, not channeled um, properly, yeah. And I saw that in the film. And I, what was interesting, because I suppose they applied colorblind casting in a way because there's this whole thing where black people didn't exist in the, in yeah. the hundreds. Yeah. Um, we Which weren't in flouncy Yeah, exactly. Lies. So it was like, when you saw the script, you're like, yes, I'm going to insert myself in there because one, this is where it's... Yeah, that, that was one, actually, where I was like, yeah. oh, this is mine. I, I really yeah. I felt some sort of, like connection to the universe and I was like nobody else is doing this but me it was it was very clear as day um I also felt it was very clever I don't think the film would have been as effective if it had been an all-white cast I don't think you would have gotten those same power struggles um and in one way I go it's so important to have that and to show that there were black people of the time would I do Mm. that now a film like that now Oh no, I wouldn't. Why? Um, I I think this is just out of like you know you ask me next year and I might say something different. But, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but I think what I'm ready to see is period dramas that have people of color in them that isn't about um, violence on the us. body that isn't about yeah. us going through something and I, I'm racking my brain to think of a way to tell a story that are about people who are black back in the day back back in the day that hasn't got anything to mm. do with like direct pain i i, I can't I, it's, it's a very hard thing to figure out because we are so attached to our idea of like um our history or, or we've been taught and conditioned that all of our history and only our history is about slavery and pain and then and struggle 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 yeah. and servitude that it's very hard to find something you know that's from that victorian era and before that can mm. kind of i've got a few ideas though how do you so work is obviously still coming in yeah uh yeah in a way and has it do you know where your next projects are going to be or is it still is it because everything's kind of shut down is it like you yeah. actually are getting a bit of a breather in, a, it's, in it's, between all of it's, it's a breather so basically the two jobs that i was going to do now who knows one of them was an independent film which was like a musical so it's gonna take some time to get that funded again uh hopefully you know quickly it will and and then the other one was a a different project that i'm not allowed to talk about but um who knows if that's gonna go ahead don't look at me like that (laughs) um, but you know so basically they all stopped um and then i started well i had finished my pilot by then and then i'd gotten this um 
contract through to to continue so I have a different job just not to do with acting which I think is quite good for me right now end of the effing world yeah that was I mean a fantastic series and it's got like it's cult following um it's so good how did you hear about it were you a fan of it and I how did you get the so, request for the role? Um, Carmel, um, who's a casting director. So she had me audition for another film that's actually come out just this year called um, St. Maud, which okay, is insane. Yeah. The script is insane. She's going to be amazing, the, the girl who plays her. The, yeah. I had auditioned for that. That hadn't worked out. And then Carmel came up to me at the end of that audition. She was just like, I know season two is coming out for End of the Effing World and I think you're going to be great for that part. And I was like, oh, amazing. All a year later, <laughs> um, oh. the audition for End of the Effing World came in. And the thing is, Bonnie as a character is really hard to pin down. Like, there's an oddness and a, a kind of rhythm about her that is very hard to get in an oh. audition space because it's, it's something you have to work on practically and auditions don't really leave you that space to do that so can you tell us a bit about your character what, what, who she is um, and what she does yeah, so kind of Bonnie, what she does she's a woman who's um falling in love deeply and because she's falling in love deeply um she does some really crazy stuff um okay. and she comes into the show having just left jail um to take oh. revenge on some people who might have wronged her or her loved ones Interesting. And is this a character that, again, is it one of those ones where you, a black woman gets to shine in something that she wouldn't necessarily be considered for? I think so. I think so. Yeah. This, this this was a highlight of um, trying to explore some ideas around mental health issues, um, mm. around um, child like abuse um, as a child. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I definitely felt like I got to stretch my muscles a little bit it felt very it was it was actually a really hard shoot because of that I I, I didn't uh, since probably Lady Macbeth I hadn't been required to like dig emotionally deep in that in okay that okay um but yeah that was it was a mad one actually yeah oh I wanted to ask about Yardi what was that like oh that was fun that was really fun I was there for like three days it was great. It was, it was working with Idris was like super cool. I feel like he like stepped into a really cool zone and I had only mm. ever seen him as like big old actor man. And he's actually like really lovely and, and, and was really warm and, and a really great director. And I kind of want him to do another one, to be honest. I don't know what he's waiting for. It, it was a really good and it was a classic story yeah. that, has been, that was waiting to be told. Yeah. What was it like being a part? Because it's a bit of iconic British history, Yardi, that story. And yeah. Yeah. Exactly. How did you feel being a part of that? I didn't know about the story until I, I got the, the trip. So I, it was definitely like a discovery for me. It was really, mm. it felt strangely nostalgic because it's around mm. the time that I know my parents were young and then suddenly I was wearing the clothes and I was like, oh, my yeah. God, I probably looked like how my mum looked back in the day, like in the hair and the dresses and stuff. It's, it's really lovely to do periods. And I like I recently did a period for um, Steve McQueen um small acts. Why did I not know that you were in that? Oh, it's like, I, I don't think it will get like a, a big release. So I mean, it's like a nice, like little, little part um, okay. in one of the episodes. But that again was like a really lovely, just kind of track I'm back excited. into Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for that because we definitely don't have enough um, shows and films no. and shows documenting black history and black existence no. in the UK. We really right. don't. It's and so sparse. It's so sparse. And I think 
you know, it's so important right now to start merging them together. A lot of the projects that I'm writing and working on are about mixing up um, black actors from all different parts of the world so that we start existing in the same space at the same time. I think it's really Mm. important that, like, we have that discussion, not that it's like, what do you feel like as someone from so-and-so, but, like, that, that, that we exist in the same space, that there's an idea of unity within yeah. a people um and and i think that's that's really important going forward so that we start to eliminate like this that. kind of um what feels like a, a, a almost a justified but a threat um that people are taking up space and that's ultimately because there's not enough parts for any of us that is so <laughs> i love i actually love that because i feel like especially when i grew up um my age whatever I'm don't you dare when i grew up in the literally i got last year when i was yeah. a, like a child last year but during my time growing up during the 80s and stuff like that it's mm. interesting in the 90s how much african-american culture had an impact on me mm. however there was a british black existence but african-americans don't really know that they're starting they to learn know. about us now yeah. from yeah. top boy and other shows like that yeah. and hopefully the stories will expand they get a wider view of us yeah. but it would yeah. be nice to see what what was going on with a black girl or a guy in the 80s 90s and in america simultaneously right how our cultures were similar but different and but how we different. could come together so i love yeah. that and like, i love that yeah like what are the like what what baggage do we hold that they don't yeah what's the baggage that yeah. they hold that we don't and and, vice and how versa. similar we are actually and how actually similar we are you know and that's not just for the british and americans but that's for Black people in Belgium and Berlin and Africans, Caribbeans, everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's it's like it's time for us to really start uniting. And I think, you know, it's always for me. I'm always reminding myself how important entertainment is. As yes, a getaway. Yes, um, uh, kind of a way of exploring ideas, but ultimately a way to see yourself and an aspirational thing. Um, And and I think it trickles down into, into your subconscious. And I think it's really time for us to really come together with that. So now this is the part where it gets a little stressful because people will try to take my crown as the games master. And those of you who were here last week, you would have known that... Damson Idris, I'm calling you out, Damson. Mm. Cheated, cheated a lot. <laughs> he tried it. He it tried it a lot, and he tried okay. to break. He tried to break my rules. I have rules. This we don't have a name for this. It's called name this TV show movie. Okay, okay. <laughs> catchy. Whatever. The rules are as mm. follows. <clears throat> I'm going to be giving you clues to films mm. or TV shows that were made, written by a black person, or has an all black cast, or stars a prominent black actor. Or actress. Okay, I'm gonna so be bad at this game. Okay, go on. No, it's fine. Bad with it's fine. The audience can help you. Okay. Oh, okay. But, however, okay. you lose points accordingly. So clue one, I can give you odd words from the title, right? That's clue one. Okay. Clue two, I'm gonna give I can give you how many words are in the title. Okay. Okay. Clue three, I'll give you one word to describe the film or the TV show. Okay. 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 And, Okay, and clue four, I will give you a description of one of the characters. Okay, come on then. Cool, come on. you ready? I'm ready. The first word I'm going to give you is Mr. I don't know, I don't know. Give me another clue. Do you want another clue? I'm vexed already, I'm vexed. All right. <clears throat> the title has... I'm going to stand up. <laughs> you hot. The title has four words in it. No Googling, audience. Mister... If you Google, you get kicked out of the live. I don't know how, but you will. Mr. <laughs> Mr. And it's got four words in the title. 
no, I'm angry. This is upsetting. Go on, give me the other one. Do you want, do you want the third clue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basketball. Wait, what's the third clue again? That it's in... I said the third clue is basketball. No, 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 that it's like, that's a word in the title. When, sorry, hold on, Wendy acting coach, can you leave, please? She thought it was the colour purple. The, title, the word in the title <laughs> is Mr. The actual word, Mr. is a character in the colour purple, not, no, his name is not in the, no, no it's not Mr. Bean. It's Mr. four words in the title of B-Body 13. Come and on. One of the words is basketball. Mr. No, 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 I didn't Mr. say that. Oh, One of the words in the title is Mr. <laughs> Hit me with the four. Someone, okay, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say Did someone someone's... Say... <gasps> I know it, I know it. And it came from my brain. <laughs> Don't start lying. It never came with your brain. It came from my brain. It's hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> Thank you, Letitia and Sade. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Thanks, Sade. What? No, no, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I, I'm a woman of my honour. I didn't get it. I am pacing. I'm angry. I'm angry. I'm not going to win this. So number okay. two. Yeah. First word in the title mm. is lights. Oh, right, what's the next one? You don't even try. My lights. God. Lights what? Lights camera That's action. In the <laughs> I, mean, what film? I, know, I think there is a film called that. But no. Yeah, I think there is. Okie dokie. It has three words in the title. That's three words in the title. In the title. <laughs> yes. Lights. <laughs> Ah, oh, someone's <laughs> put a clue in there. Oh, mate, you lot are trying it. Do you want an next clue? Do you want an next, next clue? Give me the next clue. Let me oh, test cute. my acting skills. Bodyguard. Bodyguard is a clue. Oh, I know what it bloody is. It's beyond the lights, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you lot. Adrienne, you shouldn't... No, it's what Adrienne said. I and do love that film. So romantic. It's a very good film. Okay. okay, number three. Number three. The word is... Yes. It. It. What? Give me free. Give me the, le, the amount of na- le- letters in the word. What clue two? Would you like the yeah. second clue? Okay. <laughs> um, it's got four words in the title. Four words in the title. That nah, man. Four, four <laughs> I words. Don't, I don't like this game. <laughs> okay. I need. A, I need a bit more. I need a bit more, babe. I need a bit more. Okay. Cool. So you want a third clue? Third clue. Holly Amory. Third word in the title. It follows. It's, I said there's four words in the title. Four words, okay. I mean... I'm so sorry. I I need the last clue. I need it. Do you you need the last clue? I need it. Okay, so the last clue (laughs) describes one of the characters in this thing. Yeah. A wide-cracking Brooklyn hip-hop b-boy. So the first thing is... I feel like Spike Lee. Oh. I'm bad at this game. Like, bad. bad You are. Yeah, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, to be honest. I this thought, is, I at least wanted you to be embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's slightly shameful, to be honest. Absolutely. Somebody knows. knows. Somebody knows. She's got a habit. She's got a habit. Thank Luke Sade. <laughs> <laughs> final one, final one, final okay. one. <clears throat> yeah, I'm ready. The word in the title is skirt. No, it's not the final one. Shame. There's two more. Give me the second clue. <laughs> <laughs> Three words in the title. Yeah. Skirt. Pink little skirt. No, no, pink what? <laughs> Blouse and skirt. Oh, my. All right, Sade. Do you know I need Sade to leave? And I thought okay, she got it. Brain. Did you? Mm-hmm. Okay, final one. The words are the and the. You're rude. Give me the second clue. <laughs> you can't even try. The and okay, the. Yeah. 
Give me the second clue. Mm. Six, six words. Six words are in the title. The Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. The Devil. Imagine you're making up films and you're counting the title <laughs> as you go. <laughs> Give me, give me the third one. Ashes is the clue. The War of the Worlds. No, that's actually five words. Please, caught up and carried away. Thanks, caught up and carried away. Thanks for looking after me, girl. The end of the fucking world. That's my show. Description was yeah. an obsessed, murderous former student. Uh, I would have gotten it with character. That one. I would have gotten it with that. Yeah, one. Yeah. I'm an yeah. actress, you know. <laughs> I do this for a living. Wow, I'm bad at this. Wow. I don't know what points we'll put your points up on the leaderboard, but safe to say, to say you did not beat Damson. <laughs> that that pisses me off. I'm not gonna lie, because I like to. Yeah. I like to win, but you know, you can't be good at everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's time yeah. for um, audience questions. Uh, um, do you listen to soca music? I used to. I um, So, you know what my favourite one is? Sen, foi sen, ten But that's so obvious. Do you listen to soca music now? No. I mean, it's a classic. I'm no, that's a classic. And um, think you could take me for a ride? Well, I'm taking your things outside. The long, my friend, they party, I sang goodbye. You know that song? Um, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I know this one. I know this one. You know, we're going to look back at this and be like, we are freaking aunties. Caught up and carried away says, are you interested in comedy, Naomi? I am, but it scares me because, like... Why? you got time in. You're funny. Ah, I, ah. when you've got to be like Ugh. yeah you know what I mean I, I kind of I prefer comedy when it's dark personally okay. so so like if I was to do comedy I feel like uh, probably something that has that's less like more deadpan and, okay. and less like slapstick based slapstick yeah but yeah I'll never say never it's just one of the ones like like I feel like drama is easier to do than comedy how do you deal with addressing appropriation around people you know? Um, this is interesting. I think I just learned something new today, which is about like conflict management. Um, okay. So my dad just taught it to me, and I think it works in this, which is it's called AID, which is action, impact, and do. So okay. if you if you say if you say to someone who's appropriating, you've done this, it makes me feel like this. Mm-hmm. in the future do this if they can engage with that then there's someone who's worth your time and if they can't then they're not and you need okay. to let them out um i think sometimes because of how big political ideas can be it's very hard for people to identify it on an individual basis but when you as a person just says look actually that's actually impacting me someone mm. you care about it might be easier to communicate some of those bigger ideas than wow. when you go, this is a whole structure, you know, thing, which it is. But sometimes, you know, the ideas of, like, structural racism and all of that is a yeah. very big one to unpick. So on a one-to-one, I think it's easier to be like, hey, that hurt my feelings, actually. 
Because I'll be that's what he's doing. Yeah, that's amazing. I want to meet mummy and daddy. Um, Naomi, Listen, please. I know. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's wow. Handy. And it's free. <laughs> okay, exactly. I'm going to move in. I'm going to move in. Yeah, um, Jesse has asked, what oh, is your Jesse. dream role? Would you want to sing in a role? Because you are good at singing. And to top, add on to that, I, yeah. you've been playing, you've got a, you've got a talent. This kind What's of my talent? Oh, Michael ukulele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Jess, that's a good question. I th- I don't know. Something new, probably. Something that was... Okay. I'd love to... Uh, all of the roles. I want to do them all. Oh, that's, it's, yeah. really hard to, it's really hard to pick. Especially, it's... I want to do something that's not been done before, so it's, like, hard to, like, visualise. Okay, so when you... Maybe yeah. when you were... When you were aspiring to be an actress, what role was the one that was like, oh, my God... Not if only you could have done it, but it was the one that you kind of maybe memorised and Well, I started as, as a theatre actress, so, like, my okay. ultimate role was Lady Macbeth. Okay. And, well, wow. yeah. Segue, um, kind of. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A little swerve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lady Macbeth was, like, that role for me. But, like, in terms of film, thing, but also, Jess, yeah, I do want to sing in, in stuff. Like, I want to do more musicals. We always get this question, but I guess it, it from a different people... You get different responses. So what advice do you give to an up-and-coming actor or actress? Uh, I think, what's the best advice? There's, like, a balance between being persistent Mm. and being patient and being grounded um, in reality. Because I think, Mm. like, in the pursuit of something, you you can kind of lose a sense of yourself. And, like, take me as a person who's, like, trying to come down from that now. It's better to start with just being grounded than mm. being trying to ground yourself later on in life. Um, but I think it is a persistent thing. It's, it's about really tapping into why you want to do it and using that as rocket fuel. Because otherwise, when the no's come, and, like, even now, I'm getting bare no's. You know how many no's I've got in the last few months? Bare no's. And that's normal. And it's fine. The no's are bigger. And the stakes are slightly higher, mm. but, you know, that's something that I have to go, oh, another rejection. But you know what? Because of the reasons why I want to do it, I'm going to come back again better mm. than before, and I'm going to keep doing it until they say yes. Um, and that's probably, that's probably my advice. I, th- I think that's very good yeah. darned advice, young lady. Yeah. Very good yeah. darned. Someone says, is acting school really necessary? Because you went to, did you go to RADA? And I went to Central. Central school, sorry, uh, my bad, Central. It depends. You know what? For me, it was necessary because I didn't know anyone in the industry. And so okay. I had been trying to get in. Well, I was 17 when I got in, so I was pretty young. But, like, I, if the things I learned out of it, mm. I could have learned on the job. But it also instilled in me a level of discipline. Yeah, um, sure. And an idea of craft that I wouldn't have had previously. But you can find either or. I think it's just about finding what's right for you. Mm. Um, there really is no rules to it. I don't think actors who come out of drama school are any better than mm. those who just work on the job and vice versa. Um, it's kind of like a take what you like, leave what you don't kind of situation with acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just pick up as you go along wherever you are. Yeah. And I think yeah. I've heard like seasoned actors say, you know, they still go to acting classes and stuff because I, I think you can never. To. I think new characters can bring new challenges, so it'll be yeah. good to be prepared, I guess. Yeah, and I, like literally, and I, I, I was saying, like, I was looking at this audition today and I was like, I don't know enough. Yeah. You know, I still don't know enough. I don't know sometimes what I'm doing. 
sometimes it's all instinct and that's not always safe to do on set because you can't really yeah. always rely on instinct. You need technique and sometimes I have it and sometimes I don't and I'm still figuring all of that stuff out, you know. Do you, when you get your script, do you, do you need the character Bible or, or do you like to bring your own stuff to it or how do you, how does that work for you as in um, building a character's um, personality and stuff? depends on the writing. I leave about... Sure. 30 to 40 percent of it until i'm on set working with the actors mm. um but it, it depends on the writing if the rhythm gives the rhythm will give you a signal um obviously like character traits and stuff like that but also yeah like it's an instinct thing uh costume usually helps me sure um and then like kind of more like hippy dippy stuff so like i did um a technique like that's like a check of um, technique which is like about Im- imagining different qualities in different parts of your body that like bring on a different emotion which is like really interesting oh wow that i use sometimes i'm not a stanislavski girl at all okay what does that, that mean please for, for um, those of us so, yeah stanislavski is like writing down the history of, of a character and writing down the action oh. of, every, of every line and stuff like that and like that's really interesting but i don't know how to play that okay yeah. Like, I can't play history when I'm in the moment. That's I think time. someone said, what was it like working on set of Star Wars? And I was also going to ask, mm. you know, like, as an actor, you guys, the, the role's great, the production's great, but then yeah. they send you to the Outer Hebrides because Lady Macbeth looked cold and muddy. I was so and upset was, for you. That was a small budget. There was no yeah. trailers. We were in a mm. tiny... Me, Florence and Cosmo would be in this tiny, like, room. No radiators, one heater. Mm-hmm. All of our warm jackets on. Me and Florence, full corset. There were days where I would, like, be sitting there waiting for the scenes to go in full corset. Mm-hmm. And then be told that um, my scenes aren't going today and I've just spent oh, 10 no. hours in a corset. Vex? No, 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 no. that I would feel... No. Cold, 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 and they straightened my hair as well. And obviously, that's not my its natural form. So whenever the little moisture did hit, oh, my it's hair, got to shum, shum, shum. and now they're straightening <laughs> my hair four times a day. The vexes that they told me, wow, yeah. Oh no, it wasn't. There, that's yeah. the part of being an act. If I was an actress, I'd be like, I cannot. I only need abroad scenes, tropical lands. I can't. Oh, I know. Mm. I, but I mean, that's, that's your job, isn't it? It's the job. It's the so job. what was it like it's being on set of Star Wars? I think that's the last question. What, what was uh, it like being on set? Star Wars was like the most organised, hectic space I've ever been on. Like, yeah. It's like, like somehow everything works out, but like you're mm. like, there's so many people that I don't understand how that's happening. Of course. And it was truly magical. I Like the resources they have to make the scenes that they make, I was, like, blown away every single day. Like, to be honest, for me, like, that was, in terms of, like, a spectacle, it felt like going to Disneyland every freaking day. And then wow. being in Disneyland, like, it was it was madness. Like, I'll never forget it. It's, it's, yeah, like, of course. Yeah. It's so we cool. don't need to forget it, because obviously we're going to get another Jenna special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jenna's coming yeah. back. Jenna's yeah, Jenna's coming back. back. <laughs> So this is the final section, okay? okay. It's a bit mad. It's okay. called the process, and basically, Leon and I came up with this part of the season, the series, the circle, as yeah. a way for viewers to understand people's craft. So sometimes we're talking to obscure people who are crew, and people don't really yeah. understand how it comes together, what their talent comes together like in real life. So we do this thing called the process, where we get people to build out the scene of something that we're fan- like pretending to make. So okay. this is a short film, right? That's- okay. Sheila started, 
Samson okay. has contributed, and now you're going to contribute to the next bit. Okay. What we want you to do is to build out the scene and flesh out the characters. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you a rundown of what's happened so far. So okay. it's a short film. Mm-hmm. It's a psychological... Actually, do you know what? I don't even know if it's a short film anymore. It, that's how we started it. But it, it could be anything at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's a psychological th- thriller. That's the mm-hmm. genre. Love. We have two black characters. A woman who's 25 named Choma, and a male character who's 28, who's actually dead at this moment, called mm-hmm. Isaac. Mm-hmm. So they're in the countryside in the UK in an abandoned building, which is a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a car, an empty car in this warehouse. Mm-hmm. These two don't know each other, apparently. It's stormy outside. There's a drip that can be heard, but it's not water. So far, she wakes, she ever wakes up in this abandoned building. She has mm-hmm. blood on her hands. Mm-hmm. Um, a mobile phone is on the center of Isaac's chest. It rings. And. Mm-hmm. This is Damson's part. A deep, posh, white man's voice, kind of evilly, says, Miss Chioma, the man in front of you, there's something in his body that I need you to retrieve. I knew I was going to be that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, he's, and the man also says, I've seen everything you just did. And he says, I'm going to release the video footage unless you do what I say. So he tells her to go outside. And apparently she's going to go to jail if she doesn't follow orders. Um, so there's other things like, you know, they both work for an organization that they owe money to. Isaac's been killed and made an example of. Um, they've killed him and are setting her up, and now she has to follow instructions. So then when she woke up, there was a knife to the left of her. And she doesn't know that actually she's killed him, or has she? Um, in his pocket is a blueprint and a list of names. And one of them already is ticked off, and that's Isaac, who's on the floor. So mm-hmm. we want to, like, who is the guy? Apparently the phone's a Sony Ericsson flip phone, disposable phone. And that is it. God damn. So now, where do you want this story to go? Bearing in mind what's happening in, so far. So they're in the middle of nowhere in the countryside yes. in a warehouse. And there's a car yes. outside. There's a car in the facility. We don't know whose car it is. But Trevor and... gets up and goes towards the car. Yeah, and she's uh, she finds that it's already open. Okay. And actually, the key is in the in the key port, right? In the keyhole, yeah. Yeah, in the key thing. Thanks, I don't drive. Right. So she <laughs> she rolls in. She rolls in the car. <gasps> she's panicked. Hair is askew. She's upset. Okay. Okay. She's rolling. <sighs> now, as as she's rolling, the car. The radio turns on and it's his voice. Whose voice? The white guy's voice. So he's so she's driving and he's on the thing. He's like, "Where do you think you're going?" And she's like, "Rolling, oh, shit. rolling, rolling." We got we got a track on you. Rolling, rolling, rolling. She's driving, driving, driving. He says, "If you don't stop driving, something like no. If you don't stop driving, I'll kill the next person." Oh shoot! Yeah, because of the, of the list of the list of names, right? So she's got so she's, she's got the got list the blue, on her. The list of names. The list. She stops and the car. Religion. He says, "Pull out, pull out, pull out the paper." The next name is, um, let's call her Patricia. Okay, and does she know Patricia? Yeah, she knows Patricia. Who is Patricia? Okay, Patricia is um, her brother's ex-girlfriend. Shut up. Yeah. Okay. And he says. He said, get out of the car. She come out of the car. <sighs> she go, and he said, go to the boot, innit? So now it's turned into a Grenadian short film, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> he said, go to the boot. He, he said, the, go to the boot. She, she go to the boot. She li- <laughs> he said, open the boot. He lift, she lift up the boot now. Who is in there? Rebecca. Well, shut up. Who's Rebecca now? He says, open the boot. Sorry, she opens the name? boot. Patricia. <laughs> 
Patricia. She's got a okay. collar on her neck that has an electrocution thing on it. And she's drowsy. <laughs> she's like, uh, uh. <laughs> she's like drowsy. You're killing me, you're killing me, you're killing me. Okay. That, I feel like that's a good place to take it. Patricia is going to die. But it's not up to me. It's not up okay, to me. Okay, it's up to the next person. It's up to the next okay. person. Okay. I mean, that yeah. was a lot. I, I was stressed. It's drama. I was stressed. Yeah, it's a lot of drama here. When Sheila was doing it, she's like, build the tension. I think you have successfully built the tension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. Just questions, questions. Yes. Yeah. So, my love. I've had so much fun. It's been. It's been yeah. so much fun. Really. Thankful. Great to speak to you. I mean, where? I mean, everyone follow you on Naomi Aki underscore. No, you to get it right. What's your social media, please? Uh, Naomi Aki. It's, it's not underscore, is it? It's not underscore, isn't it? Is I think it? it might be. Come on, mate. I'm yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> Just put Naomi Aki in the things and you'll find yeah, the things. I'll show up. And don't listen to her Wikipedia. She's not a Scorpio. No. She's a Leo. August 22nd, people. August 22nd. This is so un- I was born in 91. I mean, I'm just going to put it out there. I was born in 91. I'm so sorry. I don't even... That, that, that's even mad. That's mad. 90s, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you guys for following. Naomi, okay. it's been an absolute uh, freaking fantastic pleasure. It. We will catch up in the real world. Yeah. No, crying out to. loud. We have to. We have to. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, everybody. Bye.